hire a virtual assistant now and chill. Good day, listeners. Welcome back to another episode of Hire a Millennial Virtual Assistant. I am your host, Annette, and today we will be talking about a very serious topic. As we all know here in our guestings, I will be inviting people to join me. And one thing you need to know is that there will be two kinds of episode every week. We will only be talking about virtual assistant related topics or podcast related ones. So for today, our topic will be circling around VA. I will be joined by one of our VA flicks, project managers, Brie Fangonil. Welcome to the podcast, Brie. Hello, Annette. I am so happy to be here. I just listened to your episode with my co-project manager, Kay, last week. And I must say, your episode was very entertaining and fun to listen to. I just hope this episode with me will be as entertaining. I'll do my best. Kay was very fun to talk to, and I learned a lot from him during our episode. I think you will be as entertaining and informative. I'll do my best, Annette. I hope so. <laughs> By the way, is this your first time doing a podcast? Mm, actually, yes, Annette. Um, this is my first time. Wow. Well, I must say there is always a first time for everything, you know? Alrighty then, our topic today is very interesting. We will be talking about warning signs that your cold call strategy is not working. I couldn't think of a more perfect guest to talk to when I came up with this episode. As we all know, there is a ton of advice on how to improve your cold calling technique, but simply following it will not guarantee your success. The majority of that Advice is helpful, but the only way to know for sure if your cold calling strategy is effective is to examine customer behavior and assess your results after any particular round of calls. Only in this way can you evaluate the efficacy of your strategy. Right, but um, revenue isn't the only factor in determining how successful a company is. If all you've accomplished on a called call is to secure another meeting or create trust with a customer, then you can certainly consider the call to have been successful. Given that the vast majority of called calls do not immediately result in sales, it seems a bit unfair to just use this factor as the measuring stick. But Annette, we're not going to be tallying up our victories here. Um, There are situations when a call strategy isn't producing the desired results. So what's the first indicator that comes to your mind, Brie? Uh, let's start off with numbers, Annette. Um, the most straightforward sign that your cold calling strategy isn't working is simply that your numbers aren't increasing. That makes a lot of sense. Even though the success rates of cold calling are normally rather low, such metrics typically only take into account the calls that result in sales. Put things out of your mind for the moment, examine other data, such as percentage of individuals that pick up when you call, the number of first conversations that lead to follow-up appointments, and the total amount of time spent on called calls. These data do not guarantee a sale, but they may tell you whether or not your strategy is successful, which is useful information to have even if this is not doing well financially. I see. So it is really important to keep track of your numbers that will give you an answer as to whether your cold calling is effective or not. Mm -hmm. 
So another one is not making enough touches. Um, the quantity of calls you make on a daily basis is another metric that may provide you with useful information on the performance of your call calling strategy. Every day, a sales representative will make an average around an average of around 33 cold calls. Um, if you are doing more than that, it is fantastic. But if you are not doing more than that, your call method may be failing simply because you are not making enough calls. Bree, I think it's a good idea to make it a habit to set a daily goal for yourself, right? That is right. Um, and make sure to set a specific time for cold calls. For example, two hours in your day, I think that is already sufficient enough, right? So if for any reason you are unable to meet your goal, you should make every effort to make up for it in the next day in order to ensure that your weekly average is a number that is acceptable. Keep in mind that a significant portion of making cold calls is a game of numbers. And in order to win, you need to maintain a high call volume. Brie, I also want to highlight this because I heard a lot of issues regarding this. Most cold callers are giving up too easily because it takes an average of eight efforts to contact a new prospect through a cold call. If you give up after just one or two attempts, you will probably have less success than your competition. Making cold calls requires a lot of tenacity but you can't allow that to deter you from developing a strategy that will help you make the most of your calls. You should always remember that every mountaintop is reachable if you just keep climbing. Correct, Annette. If you call and leave a message, you should call back in a couple of days or earlier if you believe it to be appropriate to do so. Um, give yourself a minimum of two weeks to make contact with the prospect before deciding whether or not they are warm or a cold lead. Forgive me, Brie, and for our listeners too, can you tell us what a warm lead and a cold lead is? I think there is a hot lead as well. Can you tell us more about that? Sure, absolutely. Um, so cold leads are people or organization who shows no interest in your business. They may need you to educate them um, about your offerings and convince them why they need to buy from you. And warm leads show some interest in your business. While warm leads show interest, um, they differ from hot leads when it comes to specificity, like time, price, and ability to make a decision. Hot leads should also be immediately contacted by a sales team as they will want to close a deal sooner rather than later. Amazing. Now that is making sense. So for our listeners who really want to keep the hot leads coming, you really need to listen to Brie in this episode. This is it. This is the answer you've been waiting for. That is right. So I have a question to you though, Annette. Um, do you always answer phone calls? To be honest, I've been very busy recently, so not all the time. Personally, I don't really like answering calls too. <laughs> Same as with potential um, business partners. Um, they are busy too. So when you are performing cold calls, voicemails are very important. If other people aren't responding to you, that could be a sign that your approach isn't effective. And it's possible that the issue is with your voicemails. Um, one great piece of advice I can drop here is to pre-record voicemails and then quickly leave them. 
In the roughly 15 seconds, you have to make an impression in a recorded message. Um, this makes sure you are concise and cover all the important points. If you don't do this, you risk losing their attention. It is true that many voicemails will still go unreturned. Um, unfortunately, this is simply the way the beast works. However, if you are leaving great voicemails, at least a few of them should create enough interest to keep the discussion going. If you leave quality voicemails. Those are very wonderful points, Bree. But what if it's the recipient? What if he hangs up while you're talking? Hmm, that's a good question, Annette. Um, that is one warning sign that you are not doing so very well at cold calling. I heard from your previous episode with John that you had a BPO experience. I know that calls are part of that, and I experienced that too. Um, we can both agree on this, Annette. Uh, when a customer hangs up, um, it's the worst. You'll have to call again, right? Um, same with cold calling. Um, one of the most frustrating aspects of making cold calls is when a potential customer abruptly hangs up on you before you have even completed your sentence. However, this may be an indicator that there is an issue with the way you go about making the call, rather than merely a lack of interest on the part of the prospect. Be sure that you are delivering some value, that you are asking the appropriate questions, and that you have qualified the lead before reaching out to them. If a customer says now is not a good time to talk, um, you should respect their wishes and ask when would be better. Be steadfast, yet avoid coming across as demanding. Be steadfast, yet avoid coming across as demanding. I know this is easier said than done, but as we all know, practice makes perfect, right? I agree, Annette. Yep. I think using the right tone with your customer is as important as your pitch. Your pitch might be perfect and undeniable, but if it isn't presented the right way, it's useless. Your tone must be bold, yet polite, or friendly, yet professional. It should be persuading without being pushy. You shouldn't sound like you are just reading your pitch. You should be mindful of your voice modulation and emphasize the key points when presenting. That's one good point, Annette. But what is perfect if you're reaching the wrong people, right? Right, Annette. Um, the term gatekeepers refers to the people who screen incoming cold calls. And competent gatekeepers do a fantastic job of separating you from your audience. Although this may be annoying at times, um, there are ways to get around it. Increase your level of charisma and keep in mind that you are not trying to make a sale to the gatekeeper. Rather, you are attempting to get past them in order to make a sale to someone else. Put an emphasis on the value of what you're selling, as well as the reasons why your target audience would be very interested in what you have to offer. Pay attention to gatekeepers as well. Um, their influence might have a positive or negative effect on your ability to connect with the individuals you want to speak with. I think this also means that you should prepare before the call so you know who your client is and what they need. Am I right? Yep. Never make a call before you have researched. Background research enables you to know about the current needs of the prospect and the way you can offer them what they need. Also, Bree, I'm not sure if this is correct, but I think picking up some personal details will increase your chances and warm up the conversation. 
that will surely help, Annette. Um, you can entertain them better if you will be polite and you will be able to convey that you will be helpful to their brand and no one will refrain from your request. Another piece of advice, thank them as soon as they pick up. By doing this, you'll give them an illusion of the power they hold. Being formal always set you apart from other people. Saying thank you will boost their self-esteem and you'll be able to enter a conversation politely. This implies that you must remember your opening before the call. Knowing what you are going to say will always give you an edge, as you'll be the point without any irrelevant small talk. Make a relevant introduction that highlights your company's work, values, and previous clients and customers you have served. This will keep the customers engaged and you will give a professional impression too. Couldn't agree more, Annette. Um, do you think feeling burnt out is also an indication? Well, yes, that's a very dangerous one, Brie. Can you tell us more about this? Yeah, um, if you are often feeling exhausted as a result of making calls to which no one replies, sadly, this is another indication that your call calling strategy is not working. Listen, um, if you feel like you're always banging your head against a wall at work, it's probably not because you're not good at your job. Um, rather, it's usually because you need to adjust the way you approach your calls. Calling at various times of the day or visiting different locations might be helpful. Stop what you're doing, take a few deep breaths, and be honest with yourself about what you might be doing differently if you're feeling burned out. You'll discover most of the time that great results may be achieved with quite modest tweaks to your strategy. Burnout depletes energy and productivity, making you feel resentful, cynical, and helpless more and more. You might eventually feel as though you have nothing left to give. Burnout has a negative impact on every aspect of life, including your home, job, and social life. So you really need to sometimes rest it up and make another strategy. Another is about prospects seems to be interested, then disappearing. Have you heard about this? Not yet, Brie. Does that really happen? Oh, yes. Um, if you only know, Annette, if you've successfully spoken with someone and they give you the impression that they're interested in what you have to say, but you never hear from them again. It's possible that you're doing something wrong. Examine your methods of follow-up. You're not doing enough to proactively get in contact with the people you've lost in touch with. When you have finished taking your calls, you should also do all you can to gauge the level of interest at that point. Do not only rely on a prospect's words while making a decision. Find out what aspects of the conversation appealed to them the most and then inquire about setting up the call to follow up with them. If you already have their support, um, it should not be difficult for you to get in touch with them again and perhaps close a deal with them. Reviewing your strategy for making called calls and making any revisions is a good idea at any time. It's possible to predict when a few little adjustments may result in significant gains. That would be all for me, Annette. Thank you very much for sharing this, Brie. I'll just leave this here. Knowing about your customer's need will also give you a chance to explain how your product will be beneficial to them. 
Again, thank you so much, Brie, for joining me today. I'm pretty sure mm -hmm. this will help a lot of cold callers, and I hope this will create a big change. For more tips like this, please check out our page, and who knows, you might find the answer you are looking for. Take care, everyone. Bye -bye. Goodbye. In the world of modern, electronic, fast-paced society, where everything needs to get done yesterday, business owners always find themselves lost or buried under piles of daily crucial routine tasks that soaks up the last drop of energy a business owner has. Hiring assistance from VA Flex can shave hours from your work week. They offer a great level of convenience and flexibility, which leads to a healthier work-life balance, freeing up time to focus on your business you are guaranteed to work with an assistant who is well-experienced, a great communicator, highly educated, and has a good heart. They treat their clients like family. Hire a virtual assistant now and chill.